You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Welcome to Voluntary Vixens, where Jesse and Maddie give a female voice to news and pop culture with a libertarian twist. Join us to stay informed and challenged while keeping it sane, peaceful, and most importantly, voluntary. All right, Vixies, anybody listening in this evening, thank you for joining me. Jessie took a vacation. Oh my gosh, she went to Florida. Don't attack her. No, she doesn't want to kill grandma. No, she doesn't want the world to end. She just wants to have a nice time with her kids and make some memories with them outdoors where, um, you know, people don't have to wear masks all the time, even though certain people want you to wear masks all the time. It's just, it's a weird time we're all living in. But anyway... Jessie's on vacation, and since she held down the floor while I had my own vacation, I figured I'd bring something and someone to the table that I've been wanting to talk to for a long time. And as a refresher, anybody wants to go back and check out a very early episode of Maddie on her own, talking about how yoga is for libertarians. And if you've listened to that, um, great. You know, you'll have somewhat of a precursor to what we might be talking about today. But if you missed it, you know, no big deal, because this is really the conversation I wanted to have and needed somebody else to do it. And um, so I would like to introduce you all to um, Tamara. Tamara? How do I say your name? Oh, it's actually Tamara. Tamara! (laughs) So, um, you may or may not know her, um, but she's definitely been on my feed on Instagram for a long time. That's where I found you. Um, Tamara Lee Standard, she is a, an anarchist yogi and how rare are those out there? There's like, it's crazy. Four of us. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, we find each, find more of each other every day, but, um, just uh, another example of how awesome Instagram is, I think, in terms of finding people that are like-minded and can ha- hold a community. Uh, unfortunately, I think it's a little bit corrupted now. Mark Zuckerberg bought it, and I hate him. But, you know, until wh- while we're all here, we're going to use it to our advantage, right, Tamara? <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. And, uh, and I feel like I'm very grateful to have this conversation with you. It's very timely and very important. It really is right now. I agree. So So I guess um, one of my favorite things to ask anybody, whether, you know, they happen to have an online public platform or they're just, you know, a person who kind of is more anonymous and um, hides behind a an alias or anything like you're actually like a very public person and um, you actually have these ideas and you post about them and you're very open. And, um, you know, it's definitely something different and I think the world could be more open to our ideas if they were presented in a way that you do but I guess uh long story short at least on my end I'd like to hear your origin story like how did you come into these ideas like were you born this way I mean it's not really well I would say it's born free born free (laughs) (laughs) you know we might argue and others might argue that um like, you know, being free and wanting to be free in a lot of ways is like a natural tendency. But also, you know, these days it seems like freedom really isn't the natural state for people and they'd rather be secure and comfortable. So I'll let you kind of uh, 
step in and I'd love, I mean, I've never asked you this question, so I'm just as much uh, anticipating the answer as any of our listeners might be. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. I feel, uh, I feel like to me, uh, these ideas of freedom, luckily I do feel I was, I was exposed to them through growing up with my dad and my brother. And we had a lot of discussions in my house growing up about critical thinking. (laughs) So it wasn't like I was able to just um, go along with the status quo. I grew up in Portland, Oregon, which is a pretty progressive city. uh, You know, although it's kind of changed nowadays, but it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's it's an interesting place now, but anyway, when I grew up there, uh, you know, I would be getting indoctrinated at public school, coming home and sharing to my dad what I was learning. And then he would be like, this is bullshit. Let me tell you how it is. So he would take the other side. So usually it was basically I was arguing the liberal stuff that I was learning at school and he was arguing the conservative viewpoint because he said he had to because I wasn't getting exposed to it anywhere else, which now in retrospect, I look back and I see that's really true. You know, it's very interesting, Um, you know, but Luckily, through doing that, I was I, I got good at understanding both sides. You know, I got a lot of practice, and I was able to think about some of these ideas more, uh, more intensely than I would have probably had I just had parents that were like, "Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, don't even think about it." You know? mm-hmm. So I, I am very grateful to my dad in that sense. He taught me discernment, how to you know um, how to debate, <laughs> and he taught me how to critically examine ideas. Uh, and much to my um, dissatisfaction, often <laughs> crying myself to sleep and being really pissed because I thought I had a good argument for him and he would beat me and then I would be in my room upset. And um, But, you know, it's it's been it's been a journey. So I, I also was very interested in yoga at a young age uh, because I had a lot of problems with various addictions and things in my life, just a lot of self-destruction. And to be really honest, yeah, my, my childhood growing up, there's a lot of trauma and stuff. So I grew up alone with my dad and my mom was gone and she was in an abusive relationship and you know she had a lot of addiction issues too so I saw that and I saw her lack of freedom really (laughs) you know being a slave to these addictions and to this man that abused her that no matter what I could never help her out of the relationship and it was really hard it was really sad and I swore I would never be like this you know and uh and I found that you know some of these components of self-destruction were also in me and I, at times, became a slave to various you know, substances and things. So I think I also came to the ideas of freedom because I had to hit bottom with a lot of my own uh, areas in my life where I wasn't free and where I very much was um, a slave to some conditioning that had me choose really unhealthy things um, from you know in my life. And, and then I, uh, I ended up changing that pattern. And I, as I changed it, I discovered yoga and meditation and that was so helpful because yoga is so empowering. It really is. I mean, it's, it's so empowering. Yeah. I, it's like, so I felt, finally, I felt good in my body and I felt strong and I wasn't worried about how my body looked, you know, which is the opposite again of what I'd say yoga is promoted like nowadays. Mm-hmm. But when I got into it, it was 20 years ago. So it was a little different, you know, and even before that, you know, people can talk about how different it was. So it wasn't all about like your cute butt and yoga. It was, it was like, <laughs> no, this is like a path to peace. This is a path sure. to liberation you know, to waking up, how about enlightenment? So I was attracted to that, you know, in my first yoga training, you know, we wore like baggy white pants and big t-shirt and it was nothing like what you see nowadays with bikini yoga and stuff, which again, nothing wrong with that. Um, but I, I just make that difference to say that I really was attracted to the mental liberation too, that I felt was possible with yoga because I was suffering mentally, you know, I was suffering mentally. And then, um, so when I, when I started meditating and doing yoga, 
I received such benefits. And as I was saying, I felt strong in my body in a way that was empowering as a woman and less objectifying. Mm -hmm. And that was really cool. Like it was like, all of a sudden I was like, Oh my God, my posture has changed. You know, Mm -hmm. I used to sit with my shoulders forward and like Mm kind of hide my chest and hide my feminine, you know, curves or whatever, because I, because I was scared, honestly, I was scared of attention. I was scared of being myself authentically. I was scared of my own power really. And so yoga helped me to feel aligned and just feel like a royal actually, which is kind of cool. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, you know, it's so funny that, I mean, and part of like, so like where people like us that might be more leaning towards, um, you know, the anarchist philosophy, the fact that, or the idea that we don't believe anybody should be ruling us. Cause I mean, it's hard enough to rule ourselves and really like that power, that strength, that, on our best days, we can only hope we have, you know, it really, it can't come from anybody else giving it to us or, or passing a law to let us have it or, you know, letting the government give it to us in any way, like doesn't come in a handout. It's really absolutely hard work and being with yourself. And maybe if you're lucky, you don't have to, but you know, probably have to hit rock bottom of some sort and everybody's rock bottoms relative. But, you know, I definitely had to, kind of collapse within myself to realize just what wasn't there in order for me to rebuild and actually like create a structure for myself. And, um, yoga really did a lot of that for me. Thankfully I had enough, um, I think yoga practice and like self practice and some degree of self knowledge really before like my world collapsed. But, um, I, if I wouldn't have, been able to find my way out of it, I think, if I didn't have those tools that I learned. And so I really learned most of that, which in my yoga teacher training. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. it's really, and you probably gained so much more from that kind of, those elements of your practice as well. But I mean, you know, there's certain things that you can get from practice, but I mean, the really deep dive and intellectual part of yoga really is, like you said, it's not the cute butt bikini <laughs> yoga that most people see and, you know, dismiss and pass by. But it's like, there's some really yeah. good, good stuff in there that um, I, you know, I say often, I, not often, as often anymore because I don't teach it. I don't really, I'm really behind in my practice of it, but I think yoga is for everyone. Like everybody could benefit from it. And um, especially people that espouse our beliefs. It's like, it's there waiting for you and it's only going to make you stronger. Oh yeah. I completely agree. Especially <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited because I'm about to go to a festival, a freedom festival called Jackalope. Oh yes. I wish you could go. I know. Um, I wish it's in Arizona where I live right now mm-hmm. in Tucson. Um, but in Northern Arizona is where it is. So anyway, I'm going to bring my gong. I have a gong. Ugh. And so I'm going to play that and do what's called a gong bath. And, um, that is a sound healing modality that I find is so helpful if people have a hard time meditating, because if you have a hard time, you know, uh, focusing your mind, say, if you want to meditate on a specific object and you're struggling because your mind's thinking about these other things. And, you know, um, the thing with the gong is it's a way to just, it just, it just beats you. Like it wins. You can't fight it. The sound is so powerful and it resonates and it resets you. And since we're made of vibrating particles, ultimately, and sound vibration, um, I find it to be a really helpful tool in this age when there's so much information and so much stimulation and so many ideas 
So that's just one of the things, you know. So, yeah, I'm excited to share it with some freedom lovers because I know maybe not everybody's experienced that. And, oh, they're uh, going to love just, it. It's so good. So I'm so, that's a, yeah, I'm really excited. And then also just to share about yoga being for empowerment, like, which I think it, to me, they go hand in hand. That's why I've been baffled. And I'll say it because we're on this podcast, but I've been baffled by the social justice warrior mentality that has somehow got linked into yoga it's you so know, um, odd it doesn't fit and it's so it doesn't fit i'm so glad to talk to you about it and like it'd be you and probably <laughs> carrie Wedler, yeah exactly know, and, like, and who else there's a couple other yogi girls i know um, that might agree here but not that many there's really know, not that most many. of the people i look at that i used to follow and i had to unfollow because i finally was like i can't handle this anymore um we're so uh swept away in a lot of these uh social justice things and saying that like somehow if you're not a yogi if you're not advocating in this particular way for whatever particular cause they were on at the time including wearing masks and um and I just I began to think to myself like if I was brave enough which I I'm doing right now but in general um just really wanting to share that my understanding of yoga is not about social justice it's the opposite it's actually about transcending sense of self. Like identity politics don't belong in the yoga room. No. Actually. This is like where you get free of your idea of yourself and all of its limitations and actually wake up to that fact that you are connected to infinity. How about that? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You're actually union with the divine, with infinity, with ultimate reality, not just a small, uh, you know, a small thing to identify with, you know, like, gender, race, whatever, you know, like socioeconomic background, I don't know, like all the things, you know, to me, yoga has been a path of liberation out of feeling trapped by the bondage of any of those labels. Because if I was just going to get those reaffirmed and made stronger, like I wouldn't have stayed in yoga, you know, I wouldn't have been no, interested in these honestly. practices or teachings, because there's enough of that in the world where everywhere else you go, and it's just, you know, divisive and pitting people against one another. So for me, yoga is a path to peace. That's why I've just been like, wow, this is crazy. Like what I've seen recently, but I, uh, you know, I just, I've just, just let it go. I, I decided I just share what it means to me and my unpopular way that people, I mean, no, not many people are into, but I'm just like, oh, I, I don't care. You know, I just can't, I mean, yoga actually isn't for the mainstream in a way, as far as like, when you look at the history in India and stuff, it wasn't like a mainstream thing actually now it's become because it's like commercialized here in the west and, it's and cute. because <laughs> i'd say it's watered down it's not the that's very true thing. yep if you really want to wake up who really wants to wake up like not no i would say a lot of people don't don't they say they do but they're not really they're not really ready to do a lot of the work that it's going to require i mean yamas and niyamas are the first parts of the eight limbs of yoga and that's all morality that's all ethics and i can say that a lot of people whenever i bring that up that's like they're like, yeah, yeah, like, we don't want to talk about this, you know what I mean? And it's like, you want your asana, you want your postures and uh, your your breathing practices to lead to meditation realizations, you better get your ethics in order. Yeah. Like, that's like, to me, like, that's the first step. Literally. That's why they taught it that way. The first way. limb. Yeah, first two limbs. And um, so when I was going through my teacher training and I was learning about the eight limbs and it's mm -hmm. like maybe seven or like six or seven is even thinking about getting in a posture. And it's like a posture can be, and you know this, but others listening, it, it could be literally you sitting in silence and, and stillness. Um, not for stillness. It's kind of something you got to work towards, but 
that's a posture, you know, like sitting in meditation is a posture. You don't have to be bent into a pretzel for it to be considered yoga. And, um, you know, that's why, again, why I like, so I will say, you know, the guy who led me through my teacher training while it was a very interesting time, I've probably talked about this before, if not on my solo episode, but just generally if it's come up, but so I took my yoga teacher training the year after I got back from living abroad in Chile. So I was living in Chile alone. Um, was pretty miserable the first few months I was there. I didn't really know anybody. I met a guy. We started dating. And, you know, obviously, like, when you have some companionship and you start to make friends and you start to feel more comfortable in your surroundings, you're not quite as miserable. Um, so, but it was an interest, And so that time, again, was just, like, a very interesting time for me to be abroad because that was the uh, 2016 presidential campaign season. Um, you know, so I was there looking on the, looking out or from the outside, looking into the, um, into the States at just like the circus that was going on. And yeah. it was funny cause you know, I started as pretty much like a conservative, um, probably like a conservatarian, um, if you had to give it a label, like I loved Rand Paul and Dan Bongino and I don't know, I thought I was pretty like pretty secure in my beliefs. And then before I left, literally the day before I left for Chile, I was at CPAC and Rand Paul just dropped a bomb on me. Not, you know, metaphorically when he was <laughs> like, you know, if we're going to believe in small government here, we have to apply the same standard abroad. Like, what are we doing promoting big government abroad? And I was just like, Psh, we have been like, oh my God, like what? And so like I had that awakening and I kind of just like used all my spare time, which was a ton of alone time, um, listening to podcasts, learning about libertarianism, learning about anarchist philosophy. And it really like took me down and was able to sort of, because I don't know if you know anything about um, Chile's history, but if you know anything, you've probably heard about, um, you know, Pinochet. And so he's the right wing dictator, right? And um, well, you know, I think any kind of severe really most any degree of government intervention brings you closer to the left. Like the only um, political compass or paradigm that actually is worth anything is like all the way to the left is, you know, what totalitarianism or every single thing is controlled by the state versus um, liberty libertarianism on the other side. And, um, you know, that's obviously where it's more up to the individual versus the collective. And so, you know, it's one of the, it's a, Another example, Chile's another example of, um, you know, the, the left wing versus the right wing. And, um, you know, people like to claim Hitler's, you know, the right wing. And it's really like every, they're all left wing, you know, they're all big government intervention. So it's just, you know, who's, who's on whose team. But so anyway, like watching all that unfold and like try to see what it kind of led to. And really like a, a country that doesn't even know itself, like all those people like don't really know who they were. And because um, they kind of don't understand really even what happened, uh, you know, it, it's just a very, very interesting place to visit. Um, I would definitely go back. But anyway, so like that's where I got back into yoga and there was a little studio. I didn't know it at the time, so nobody say anything. But um, the studio closest to me was a, a Bikram place. 
And so all I knew was that that place was hot as hell and it kind of smelled like feet, but it was really close to my apartment and, you know, just don't stand too close to somebody who's not wearing enough clothes and um, you just learn to breathe through your nose only. Do not open your mouth. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. and, um, and, but it was, it was a really cool, like escape for me in a way. Like it was all in Spanish. I would just like go through the flow. There were some certain motions and, you know, it gave me some mental clarity. And so when I got back from the States, I was looking for something like that. And so I, you know, found a, a studio my friend used to own. She doesn't own it anymore, but, um, She's pretty, pretty cool and like-minded. Uh, I'll have to send this uh, her way. But so, you know, and then they were doing a yoga teacher training session. So I was like, oh, serendipity. Hey, like I just tried to drop back into this um, thing. And, you know, first thing that pops up is a teacher training program. Maybe I'll try that. And so um, I really liked it. And he did, to his credit, he really did focus on all the other stuff. You know, like it was a very like mind, body, soul, integrative yoga teacher training. And so like that I think is irreplaceable. And I think I would not have gotten as much out of it as I did um, if he didn't teach and respect all of that backstory. Basically like yoga's backbones and backstory as much as he did. But I will say like... So now I'm home and now, you know, Donald Trump is the president and I didn't vote for Trump, but like everybody in my little tiny group, like is clearly just so Trump derangement syndrome that, you know, you know, here we come like weekly meetings. We're supposed to meet up and um, have like these nice little sessions where maybe we'll do some reading. Maybe we'll do some meditation. Maybe we'll do a little flow. But like we get there, we'll, we'll start snack, socializing, snacking. And, you know, I have to hear the dumb headline of the day or the dumb talking point of the day from the left. And then I'm supposed to meditate. And, and I'm just like in my mind, I can't even focus because I'm like dealing with this argument in my head, like debating with myself, like coming up with a better response than I did and all this, that, whatever. And it's like. But what I will say is, you know, it made my sword sharper it made me sit with those ideas. It made me sit with my ideas and make me have to confirm that I thought they were correct, even after hearing the other side's points. And, um, you know, I think it just really solidified that the self is sovereign and like the whole natural rights thing, like it does not come from anybody else. It comes from the creator Whoever your idea of the creator is, whether there is one or not, but the fact that you exist as a person, you are a sovereign individual and there's nobody that should take that away from you. And there's nobody that can give that to you. So unless you're able to like find it within yourself and really give yourself that authority, like where is it going to come from? It's never going to authentically come your way. You're never going to be satisfied. So there's those SJW people that like think and like talk the talk, but I don't, they don't realize that, but like, that's what they're missing. That's what they need. I agree. You just said it so beautifully. I just wrote a little bit of that down, but that's like, that's what I, I feel like I've been trying to articulate that to many of, um, I guess I could say my associates, um, in the yoga world who, um, who, yeah, are looking for government to give them authority on these things and want to, you know, go out and advocate or protest in these ways for certain things. And I, I've, 
I, I feel completely 100% aligned with what you said about how it is a natural right and it's given to you by the creator as you understand that and you better get in touch with that yeah. and that's what yoga helps you do. Mm -hmm. So if you don't feel empowered, why don't you, try, I mean, that's how I feel like this is how I would, I present it to people. It's like, yeah, how about this? You don't need to get initiated by somebody else, like learn to initiate yourself. Even that has changed in the yoga world. It used to be that you had to be born in a certain family to learn this mm, stuff. Yeah. Okay. You had to be a Brahmin. We as women would not learn these things. You would have had to been in this high class family in India to even be taught any of this. So if you were born a poor sudra, like uh, untouchable, no, you're not learning this. And like, you know, so it's, it's, it's fascinating to think now we live at an age where all this stuff has been shot all over the world. You know, these people came from India. They came and they came to America and they came to other countries to share about how you can get liberated with the path of yoga, you know, and what I learned from my teachers was that they came because they knew there were going to be people here waking up who were going to Ooh. need to hear this. And it made me feel so good because they said, you know, there's going to be people reincarnating in the West that are going to need this. So you go over there and teach this. And, and that was in a couple of my lineages from Shivananda Yoga, which was one of the one of the first that really got established here in the West, mm -hmm. and also in um, in Kundalini Yoga, uh, you know. And so even Yogi Bhajan had said, like, you know, basically that he's like, I didn't come here to get followers. I came here to create leaders because by the time 2012 hits, it's going to be the Aquarian age and people are going to start losing it. Okay. And he said that people were going to start losing it and they were going to need to have lighthouses to go to because they were going to start losing their shit in the streets, literally. And I'm like, that's happening right now. And so I can't even believe it's 2020. But he said that post 2012, which is the Mayan calendar end too. Mm -hmm. And it was like this big pivotal time in our history is of humanity. Um, you know, things started changing and here we are in a time where we have mass information overload. We have access to all these practices. You know what I mean? Like all of these practices, you can look online and find the most secret tantric hidden yoga practice you ever wanted to learn. And the question is, how will you know which one to do? Uh, will you do it? Um, or are you just going to keep collecting more info and trying to look cool? Like, Hey, I got this, or I, I looked at, I was associated with this. You know, but if you actually do the practices and realize that you have the authority in you, like then you don't need to be prey to a lot of the stuff that's coming on in the world. We have all these predators, in my opinion, right now sure. that are basically attacking people left and right with fear propaganda and just trying to get people scared so they'll trust government, you know, uh, to save them, basically, you know. And yoga would lead you out of that. So I, I'm excited because that's how I, you know, share, especially if people are open to hearing it that way, you know, not everybody is. So, you know, sometimes I, I wouldn't share it quite like that. I'll just have to keep it more benign, but yeah, but, you know, but I really appreciate that you said it like that. And it's so refreshing to hear that, um, self, you know, sovereign. Like, I think that that is, that is what yoga promises and that's what we need at this age of, um, you know, human history, you know, as we're evolving right now, uh, other, you know, I don't know. I feel like that's what at least I want to be a part of is definitely people to feel sovereign in their own self, less prey to the manipulations of, um, you know, of, well, basically technology right now, but it's not, it's not the technology itself, but the minds behind it, less prey to the manipulations that could, uh, make you doubt yourself or distrust your own health, like sovereignty with health as well, especially right now in this age of COVID. Mm -hmm. Like, how do I want to treat this? And, and I need to be able to feel empowered to treat it in the way that I feel it is right to protect my health.
you know, and how can I feel empowered to do that when I'm in a world where people are not supporting us? <laughs> yeah. Know? And you're, you're not allowed to trust yourself. Like you have to trust the experts. You have to trust the government and the experts happen to be working for the government in one shape or form. And it's like, people still have, I think, I think there's a big awakening, I guess, happening both on the right and left. There's still plenty of people that just don't get it. Don't even question it. But you know, Whichever side you're on, people are realizing the government's not the good guy and they're actually maybe not there to help you. And um, depending on where you are, you know, the government's actually probably inflicting a lot of harm on you. Uh, so people are seeing that, that have maybe never seen that before. And I think that's a good thing. And listeners wouldn't have seen my jaw dropping, but I was, my jaw was dropping <laughs> when you were talking about your... Um, early teachings and teachers talking about, you know, being here for the mass awakening. And it's like, you know, this has been, I guess, predicted. It's been in the cards. And and to some degree, like, it's a natural cycle that humans and I think society and civilizations go through probably. I mean, from what we know about history, things build up and then they collapse at some point in some way. Um, usually from within and usually because people become corrupted and whether they're in um, places of power or just the individual becomes corrupted. I mean, look at the Soviet Union. It took all those individuals to corrupt themselves and admit to admit or, you know, believing in lies and lying to themselves. And like, like that's part of the whole thing. Like you said, um, you know, that if people are not comfortable trusting themselves like they don't know themselves enough to kind of feel feel where they are in the world um they're going to be led to led like cattle to slaughter and you know it's happened before and we'd rather it not happen again um and there you know, like you said there's there's all these tools there's all this mass information it's like i remember having a conversation poolside with a friend of mine and um she was saying how, and, and I was a little bit in denial of this idea that we are Rome and Rome is collapsing. And she was a little bit more aware of that than I was at the time. And now I'm probably more aware of that than she is. But that might just be because it's a hard reality to live with and most people don't want to. And so if they can couch that and get rid of that thought and focus on something nicer and more pleasant like puppies, they'll do so. I, I don't blame them and I'm... Uh, masochist for going after information like I do but um you know and so I'm sitting there and we're having this conversation and and what I do still feel is true and I believe so strongly is that okay we might be at the precipice of uh, the civilization collapsing but what's so annoying and painful to me is that it absolutely doesn't have to be that way you know we we can all learn from our mistakes. We should all be able to learn from history. But I guess, you know, one of the problems is, is the misinformation, the miseducation, like you were just explaining how you grew up only being taught one side from your education system. And thank God you had a father who was able to provide a contrary opinion, whether that's correct or not, it, it was able to, you know, at least show you that other ideas exist. And you kind of have to figure out your way between them. And um, how does it, how does the world look like when looking through one lens versus another and figuring out maybe what's the closest to potential truth 
from looking at both of them. But like so many people don't have that. And I will say the like, you know, one of the reasons I'm a couple of reasons I'm not as into yoga as I used to be um, is just I got really busy. Like I do some I do work that is completely unrelated to yoga. I could really use it. I could really use the meditation. I will say drop a um, quick note on the sound therapy thing with the gong. Like I've been I found some on um, audible meditations and oh, it's so good. It, it like really does clear my mind and in a more forceful way than just, you know, trying to do a breathing exercise because my mind is, you know, running. So it needs help sometimes. And so I would recommend what um, Tamara was talking about with some sound therapy. If you can find um, YouTube, just, you know, uh, sound baths. Those are fun. But what was I saying? Oh, so, so, you know, just my life and my, my career is deemed it so, like, I'm so busy that I don't do it, which isn't a good excuse. I should make time no matter what. But then I can't punish myself for that, you know? Like, it's a love-hate relationship, and I gotta be nice to myself, and I'll get back there. But I have to give myself, like, some some leeway to do so. So I will do it, guys, and self. Um, but... What I was going to say is that I'm very picky about who my instructor is because just like, you know, I'm very picky about whose podcasts I listen to, whose books I read, what movies I watch. I know that there's so much misinformation out there, whether it's um, actually legitimate propaganda or not, or whether it's just somebody who, you know, is, is indoctrinated, is programmed to believe certain things. Like, I don't feel the need to go out of my way and voluntarily subject myself and especially like those vulnerable periods of time, like a yoga practice, like you'd really want to like to let me just dig in, get as dirty as I want need to be, but also like have this voice that's talking about ideas that I are like antithetical to my existence. It's like, I don't want that anywhere near my subconscious. So I'm very picky about who I will go do a yoga class with. And right now, you know, like who's doing yoga in person? I also like really don't like doing yoga through an online thing. I like, I like being in the studio. I like the, I like the, the whole vibe. And, um, another thing, like I just moved to a new house. Thank God I was able to before the lockdowns, but my old apartment, you know, while it was just an apartment, it did have the sweetest yoga loft for, I made for myself and it, you know, I can't really beat that here. Um, and then one more way that the, I would say that the state has gotten in my way of practicing yoga and really giving yoga is that I don't know what Arizona's, uh, laws are like, and I don't know, I I can probably imagine what your ideas about, uh, you know, protectionism might be. I won't assume them. And, um, we can talk about that, but the idea that you have to register with the state of Maryland to teach yoga is, in my mind, bonkers. And it's just like what you were saying, like it used to be so like protected and only certain people would be learning it and only certain people would be teaching it. And it's like, to me, it was just like, really? Like that's so anti-yoga to me for it to be a requirement. And so, you know, I did teach for a while without having all the proper certifications wrapped up in a bow and then really like it got to a point where it was like okay so so I'm not going to progress this I'm not going to go down that route I'm not going to cross the t's and dot the i's and do what the state needs me to do because it's I don't want to subject myself to these stupid arbitrary rules that I think it's like who in their right mind 
thinks that's okay for somebody to tell me that I can't teach yoga. I know. Well, and especially if they thought about what it really means. I mean, how can it, it's a hard thing to quantify and, uh, I find that hilarious. Actually, <laughs> I'm sorry that you have to deal with that. We don't have that in Arizona, um, so it is it must be some sort of state yeah. thing. And I actually last year I taught in Rhode Island. Okay. They didn't have any sort of state. I didn't have to register. Um, what I found is there is this group that is just a group of extortionists called Yoga Alliance. Oh yeah, and they, yeah, um, that's it. That's know, it. That's who I would have had to register with, and then with the state. So. so. So they're a voluntary organization, and I just like to emphasize that because somehow they've gotten this weird reputation, like, yeah, you got to register with them, but you actually don't have yeah. to. And unless Maryland's making that law, but uh, others, not all states are. So Rhode Island's not. Uh, Oregon, Washington, as far as I'm, I, I taught in Washington a few years ago, it wasn't. Um, and same with in Arizona right now, I'd say it's not. But um, but they're probably trying to lobby for that just because they've been around trying to show that somehow they're the determinant of quality. And so I, the reason I, I beg to differ is, A, because I actually did a three-year, three-month, three-day meditation retreat. Wow. And I did yoga every day during that time. That was from 2011, 2014. Okay, so I'm, I mean, where I'm was, where was it? I'm do. <laughs> That's crazy. I was in Arizona, oh, actually, goodness. in Southeast Arizona, yeah. out in the desert, and the, these cabins that we, 30-some people of us, we built, and we lived in them, and we were deeply immersed in this, okay? And... And I told Yoga Alliance I had done that, and I can verify all the hours, uh -huh. but they won't count those hours um, for me because I wasn't led by somebody who was Yoga Alliance approved. So therefore, I have to teach only a 200-hour yoga teacher training when I am actually skilled to teach a 500-hour teacher training. And a lot of my students wanted to do a three, excuse me, a 300-hour teacher training or a 500-hour, and because I couldn't offer that, they had to go on and find other teachers. Mm. And I was looking, and I can offer it, and I, you know, and I, I may still someday and just not have it sanctified by them. Mm -hmm. But, you know, but it bothered me. I thought, well, what is this? It's not a judge of quality then. So all they want is then I would have had to go pay someone else now and go take a class, maybe with somebody who's done it less than I have, um, because, but they happen to have the 500 yeah. hour credential. So then I can then have the 500 hours. So then I could actually, you know, progress in my career. But then I realized making it a career and all this stuff is kind of where it's, it goes a little wrong. Okay. So I'm, I'm actually in a bizarre crossroads in my own life because I really feel like if it is about freedom, you know, ultimately mm -hmm. and stuff, and I'm, I'm here to like support people's freedom. Like I consider myself an evolution ally, really. Like I, I'm an ally. That means like, I'm not a, above or below, like I'm equal, you mm -hmm. know? And I feel like when we're practicing the thing is, is that I can see you and you can't see you in the way I can see you. So I can help because I'm outside of you because I'm not you. And I've done this for a little while. Mm -hmm. So I can notice if the alignment's right or certain yeah. things, you know, and I might be able to offer some help, but it's like, but that's it. And I really think that's how we should see it with, you know, our teachers and get out of that whole guru disciple mm -hmm. thing and all that, because it leads to a lot of um, pain. And I've been involved in painful situations from that. And, and that's another thing we're outgrowing, that paradigm of, guru outside of you and you're the little like peon begging for teaching uh because we're in this age now where everybody's waking up and again though how can you handle it can your nervous system handle the influx of information the fact that like we are waking up and we are humanity has an amazing opportunity right now i mean we really do i really feel that like this is an amazing moment where we can either wake up more or we can go into total insanity like which you know, which way we're going to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, 
but yeah, so I, I'm sorry you had to deal with that. And I, I too have struggled with that kind of rigidity and the idea of legislating or any of that, because it's such a different field to me that it doesn't really involve, like I can see, okay, so massage therapists, and again, I, I really don't even believe in any of this, but if you're going to have a status society, massage therapist needs to get registered because otherwise they could just be somebody who doesn't know anything and they just are like, okay, I'm a massage therapist. They didn't go to school, you know, and maybe they're just a, a weirdo. I don't know. I don't even, is that even that bad? But like with the yoga thing, it's like they're supposed to help you to get enlightened. Now, what yoga's become in America is a little different. They would say, no, they have to know anatomy to this degree or they have to know these other things. But actually, um, not necessarily. That's what I would say. And I would argue that, like, no, it's actually about freedom. Mm -hmm. Somebody can know a bunch of anatomy and know all that stuff, and that doesn't mean they're more liberated in their mind. You know what I yeah. mean? I've met many people that I would say that, yeah, they're amazing with anatomy, but I don't want they, I don't want what they have mentally. And like you said, I would be very careful with my mental space, letting it be influenced during those times of meditation and quietness by ideas that I don't find liberating, you know, certainly. So, yeah, I agree. I think it's important to have some discernment, you know, and and maybe that's actually, you know, now that you brought that up, maybe that's part of what's going on with this um, infiltration of SJW uh, worldview into yogic world, that maybe in those quiet moments, people got, like, hypnotized by it and, like, you know what I mean? And then they're like, yeah, oh, my God, I'm a good person. I got to care and show mm -hmm. in these ways that um, aren't necessarily aligned with the whole philosophy of yoga again you know, it, it isn't, I mean, in my opinion, no yeah and mine as well and you know we're not alone though we are a minority <laughs> um yeah now it's it's an uh, interesting time now um and I really like while I am like I said hopeful that this awakening is happening it does also freak me out that I feel like people are also more likely to ignore their own instincts um, than ever. And, you know, what baffles me in this virus thing is that, like, everything that we were ever taught, it seems, is gone and been chucked out the window. And so, like, what you thought was common sense is no, is wrong, and you're not trusting the science. And then... It's also just like, I think the most dehumanizing thing that they could have done to us, and, I, and I'm saying this purposefully, that they could have done to us, and they have, they've done this to us. Like, this is not just us responding to a force freak of nature. It's not. It, every, like, this whole year, and um, you've been in Arizona at least this whole time? Uh, pretty much, ironically, I left New England right before this all yeah. came down and i just got out here and i'm actually very grateful, definitely definitely say. it was not but, a good yeah. time up in rhode island um you know with cops coming to doors to check out people's uh you know knock on people's doors who had license plates from out of state or new york or like what um and and now you know i don't know exactly what's going on in portland um with the feds coming in for, with the protests but like you know okay who started this year Really, like, who started this cra craziness? I mean, it's just... So, yeah, like I said, it's just dehumanizing, and, you know, people haven't been able to go to yoga studios, so people have been trying to do things online and in the parks, and it's like, I know for a lot of people, whether they practice yoga or not, like, a lot of people, their everyday life is just something that they get by, 
doing. You know, they're just okay. And that's without a pan, a quote unquote pandemic. That's without, you know, the government locking you in your home. That's without you being forced to stay away from friends and family and your community, your church, your, your people, your farmer's markets were shut down. Um, you know, just crazy stuff that doesn't make sense at all. And, um, and, and I think stole away a, a lot of humanity and a lot of, um, humane interactions that we had with each other that we needed and would need in order to, you know, make the next step in life together, you know, get to solve a problem like together, not apart. But so they locked us in our houses and everybody's either got one, one channel or the other on plugged on their TVs, or if they don't have cable, I don't have cable, but, um, you know, they know their avenues of media and, um, there are people that they're going to listen to on their phones and it's, separated us more than ever and it goes back to what we've been saying is that you know I've been able to mostly keep my head on straight because I had already done a good amount of this work um before the rest of the world ended and I guess you know what that goes to say is how important it is for somebody and especially people like us who freedom is our goal and and peace like peace is the that's what we want. That's the destination and finding it one way or the other. Um, but like, so in order for us to, in, in order for me to maintain this, in order for you to maintain this, like we have to be as strong individuals as possible. And it's honestly a very, it, it's not, you know, the easiest time to become that strong individual when the rest of the world isn't. And actually the rest of the world is pretty against you becoming a very strong individual. Like you are not supposed to think for yourself right now. You are supposed to think about grandma and you are supposed to think about mankind and you're wearing your mask, not for you. You're wearing your mask for everybody else. And it's like, I don't I did I really didn't see this one coming I really didn't see this one coming but man are they manipulative manipulative and it's so evil like I understand everybody's good intentions who don't realize that this is programming that this is a psyop and like that we are really being uh just toyed with right now I feel bad for everybody who's uh who's victim to that toying like who's who is being because like i said most times most years most days it's just hard enough to get by and be a person and deal with the things you have to deal with in your life but now all this stress on top of it i mean talk about compromising people's immune systems too right now oh 100 percent. it's so unhealthy yeah that's why i mean this is why i'm still teaching yoga on zoom um and I'm going to share it at the Jackalope Festival. And I don't know after that, I might, um, I might continue to do it on Zoom or I, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm just taking a little break to kind of tune in myself. Yeah. But, but yeah, I feel like people need this. Like this morning I shared a Kriya, a Kundalini Kriya with um, some students online. And it was all about really strengthening our breath capacity. And we did a lot of breath of fire, which is this breath practice where you inhale strong and exhale strong. And it actually strengthens the nerves in your body and it strengthens what's called the nadis, which are these channels of energy. And they say we have 72,000. Oh so anyway, they, they need to be cleaned out because they get filled with sluggish crap, basically. Mm -hmm. And if we don't clean them out, again, we feel heavy, lethargic, depressed. 
And then we're again, very easily manipulated. And that's what I feel like what's happened with this stay home orders, the economy crashing, everything that's going on right now. Um, it's like, it is a, it is a perfect recipe for, uh, stripping people of their self-esteem and their hope for life. And we need to have some. So I personally feel very passionate about this. And that's what, like, I'm like, well, I'm going to guess keep sharing this because I, I don't know. I feel like for me, it's been necessary because I too have gotten depressed. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. I've been alone. Uh, you know, I went, I went through a big transition, a breakup, you know, in Rhode Island. And then I moved out here wanting to start my new life. Mm -hmm. The world shut down <laughs> and, um, and I've been alone, like, you know, and online a lot, too much really. But like, you know, and I noticed myself feeling a lot of anxiety and I had a few, uh, I had a few self-destructive moments and demons literally come back into my life again. I had to revisit, Oh, that's what it's like mm. to smoke a cigarette again. And a few other things I had to do just to, just to remember what that's like. And I'm sharing that honestly, cause maybe it'll help somebody here because, um, I'm not perfect and nobody is. And I really have been seeing how everybody's struggling right now. It's very hard time to be under this much isolation and having this much confusing information and not feeling like you can trust anybody. So I do feel the best thing we can do is build our own self-trust. And I'll tell you what, when your intuition is on target, then you can see through a lot of bullshit, mm -hmm. you know, and you can, you can discern the true from the false. And all of a sudden you can see clearly when things are being manipulated. So, um, to me doing the pranayama, the breathing exercises, doing meditation, doing physical exercise, it doesn't even have to be yoga poses, mm -hmm. just something to get your body moving is imperative right now. If you want to make it through this time, <laughs> like I, I mean, I really feel that because, uh, because otherwise what we're up against now, it's not, it's not just like it was before. It's like samsara on steroids, <laughs> you know, like samsara is the cycle of suffering that in yoga, they talk about us trying to get free of, you know, we're stuck in samsara, the cycle of suffering. It's right now times a hundred thousand, you know what I mean? It's just so intense and it's hard to distinguish, um, like I said, the true from the false. And so taking the time for yourself to get back to what you value. And I'm not telling you this, yeah. but like anybody who's listening, like, it's like the best thing you could do for all of humanity. And if you live in alignment with your own values, and one of the ways to strengthen that commitment is to do yoga or do some sort of practice that makes you feel empowered, uh, then you will be a powerful force in the world. You will be a bright light in your community when others are, are falling through the cracks and feeling so depressed with their unemployment running mm. out or whatever they're dealing with. You know, uh, so many people are struggling financially, I see. Um, and, uh, you know, so anyway, so yeah, I feel like, to me, what, what's happened with practicing yoga is that I've strengthened my intuition. And like some of my teachers said in the past, that will become the power that we need to rely on in this age. It's not so much about scholarly knowledge anymore, actually. And that's the thing, too. Who knows? I feel like there's going to be a lot more revealed about the COVID and stuff that we're learning a lot, too. I mean, germ theory is being questioned. Different mm -hmm. things are being looked at. You know, I recommend checking out Kelly Brogan. Uh, she's a holistic psychologist and she helps people get off psych meds wow. and says you can do it holistically. Really beautiful woman, powerful. She's been speaking out against the current narrative about COVID as a doctor. So, if, you know, I can say stuff. People be like, who are you? Yeah. You don't know anything. But she is a doctor talking out mm -hmm. about it. So Kelly Brogan, um, she's, she's really into self-sovereignty also. Ooh. So I found there's a few more people that are starting to like speak up in different ways that are doctors and looking at it differently. So I do feel like there's more to our health 
you know, and obviously if, if we're going to mandate masks, then we need to mandate organic food. And um, yeah, like where does it stop? I mean, because like there's plenty of people dying of diabetes and I think that's totally doesn't need to happen. Oh, you know, cigarettes oh, are a choice, you know, like get rid of that. Um, I mean, if it's avoidable, you yep. know, why don't we just mandate all that? Then we need to man- I mean, every single death exercise. You know? We need to mandate exercise for everybody. Can't be sitting around inside all day. You need to exercise. I mean, so let's say the way that we're treating this is is like treating. It's insane, anyway. But <laughs> but you and I agree on this already. Yeah. But I, you know, but I do feel that um, as yogis, one of the ways that we can feel empowered in dealing with this information is just to really be in our highest health. Like I would encourage that. And that's what I've been trying to get focused on myself. So I had a little slip up with some of my demons and then I, I got reinvigorated into my health again because I realized, oh no, I can't, I don't have the luxury to mess around with anything like that again. Personally, no, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely I, serious. I can't, I can't let my, um, I can't let my, my, myself be weakened because then I will become prey again to being manipulated in ways I don't want to be. So the best thing I can do in the world is um, get as healthy as I can and really help others with that. Mentally, physically, emotionally, you know, yeah, definitely energetically, spiritually. I mean, there's so many aspects and, you know, and I think then with that, having a, having a population, having people feel strong and empowered, they're also less susceptible to disease. Absolutely. But, you know, we don't want to talk about, a lot of people don't want to talk about that, but you know, it's, but it's true. And so for the long run, if you want to get out of, yeah, Rome falling, our people are sick in America. Like the United States is full of really unhealthy people honestly and it could be mother nature doing a clearing of house i mean i don't i don't that sounds horrible but you know i don't know like to wake up people we got to be a lot healthier than we are we've been unhealthy for a long time actually and i think you know (laughs) know? it could go like you were saying it could go either in a much better direction or in a lot worse direction i mean you know this is a conversation for another podcast but it relates is that you know here's this push for that people have this idea that they want the government to run our health care, like more so than they already do. And it's, uh, no, because we already see the effects of that. And, you know, uh, countries with very, we've we've seen it it come out. Like, you know, they don't say the words explicitly death panels, but, you know, people get chosen as to who's going to get the treatment or who's going to die, who's going to get the piece of equipment, um, you know, who's got the longer life to live. It's like, you know, that might not have to be a question if it's not the government who's paying for it and mandating all those decisions actually be made by somebody who, you know, isn't the family. And so it's now more than ever, and it's like people are probably deluded enough to think, oh, well, this is exactly why we need, you know, COVID treatment so expensive. This is why we need, no, it's like, please, no, like, please just wake up and see that these people are not giving a shit about how unhealthy you are and they are ready to put you right into the system that'll, you know, pay their friends that will further sicken you. It'll take you further away from where you might actually be healthy and it's like you know okay there are doctors do good things medicine modern medicine is good it does good things but it's like not when it's on hyperdrive not when it's done without consideration not when it's done without looking at other options that um you know might be more preventative and um but it's just again you know one size never fits all 
And that goes back to why yoga is so like empowering for the individual because it's those empowered individuals that aren't going to be pushed around, manipulated. And like you said, if you're more in tune with yourself, more self-aware, have greater self-knowledge and awareness, you're probably going to realize for yourself without even having to go to a doctor that something's not right. I'm not healthy. Like, I wonder how I could fix this and, you know, take care of it before it gets to be something worse. You know, I think like, so I've been, you know, it's one of those things where in the beginning where people were starting to freak out, it's like, you know, a sniffle could be it. Like, ah, so you're like, everybody's afraid of the sniffles or, you know, a co somebody coughs. Oh, they've got the COVID. But it's like, you know, I've been trying to just, you know, tune in and be, maintain awareness and check in with myself. Do I feel different? It, do I, is this a cough that's because I'm forced to wear a mask and breathe my own germs and inhale more CO2 than I've ever inhaled in my life? Is it because of that? I've never been phlegmier in my entire life than now. Like I do not get sick. I never get the flu. I never get flu shots. I'm, I'm, I'm luckily like a very, very healthy individual for probably a multitude of reasons and including luck. But, you know, people that maybe have no time to spend or choose to not spend their time with themselves or have no time to spend with themselves, like don't know themselves enough to know whether certain symptoms they might be feeling are genuine or maybe you're hot because you ran up the stairs and you have, you're not very conditioned, you know? So, uh, you know, I think... While here we are, maybe part of this uh, conversation, like get, uh, putting some downside negative view on the exercise or exercise or physical parts of yoga, it's like that's part of it. Like that, that's why that is part of it. You know that like you're using your body. Your body is a tool. It is yours and only yours. And you know, um, you got to put it to good use. And you'll feel. I think. I mean, I I do think that when you start to feel the power of it, it becomes it becomes like a, a joy to do it, you know, because you realize like, yeah, it feels good to feel strong and healthy in my body. And like you said, to have more self uh, awareness really. So you can, I can feel when I'm about to get sick too. And I mean, I can feel subtle shifts, you know, and I can correct things. Mm -hmm. We become scientists of our own being. And that if you let the government take that over, you're, you're forsaking one of your most holy gifts, ah. I would say as a human being, you know, and that's where, um, like big pharma, I can say I personally know a woman who was a um, biologist or chem biochemist, I'm sorry, um, in a company um, out here in Arizona called Roche, um, Roche mm -hmm. or something, um, and they make um, they make pharmaceutical drugs and stuff. And they they actually pushed her to pass drugs that she hadn't yet approved, and she hadn't done the proper protocol. And she said, "I thought you guys hired me for quality control," and they were like. No, basically, no, no, no. but they couldn't outright yeah, yeah, say exactly. it. But anyway, she ended up getting, she ended up losing her job and all this stuff. And, and so since I've like, I've had this personal connection with her, I heard her story. She's a very integrous person. You know I mean? She's like the kind of person you would want in quality control. If you were a company, you sincerely wanted that because she really will not pass it unless it, it, mm -hmm. it lives up to everything. And so right now they're working to pass some vaccines and things that I think they're going to get rushed through in that same way. And I already just having that experience of talking to her firsthand and kind of seeing how those companies operate where it's more about money, obviously. And we are, and I'm sure many people know this already, but some people may not, but I mean, it's about money. And so if it was really about wellness, then they would be advertising a lot more things that help actual overall wellness, mm -hmm. you know, 
that, and it doesn't necessarily cost money. Yeah. And like a lot of the stuff you could do to feel strong in your immune system, you know, are things that you can do like yoga type things. So again, I, I think that this is a great opportunity where my, my hope for humanity <laughs> is that we wake up because it's a global thing. I mean, this isn't just happening. Yeah, in the definitely. States, obviously. Like this is a, this is a measure that's being taken, um, you know, to obviously affect the whole world and, and get us into a cashless society. And there's a lot more at stake. And, you know, I'm sure many people listening are aware of all that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So so it's just like, this is just one part. So again, I feel like the best thing we can do as anybody that wants freedom, as anarchists or voluntarists or libertarians, is to be as absolutely healthy as we can be right now. And to just, I mean, that's what I, you know, I said, I'm happy to help people with that, you know, and I, it's my passion and I, have a lot of experience with, yeah, getting free of, um, you know, just various conditions too in the mind that can be slavery, you know, and I think that's the other, that's the other component of yoga is the mental yoga. We have the physical, but also the mental yoga. And just to keep uh, taking the, the conditionings out of all the cults we may have been a part of, including the cult of media, mm -hmm. government, trusting authority. I was raised to trust authority a little bit because, um, you know, I grew up, I grew up in a sort of intense household for a while and there was physical violence and things and you know and I I realized like as a kid I kind of adopted this fear of authority and this need to people please kind of codependent mm. not proud of this but it was a survival skill but that's what society is kind of trying to push right now you know and and then I find my old buttons of that getting triggered a little bit because I of course I want to please and but then deep down it's like no Nope, I have to be free of all that. So again, there's some mental deconditioning, some mental deprogramming that I've had to do to, to really have some liberation, say. And I think it's stuff that we can help each other with as evolution allies. Because like I said, when you're in it, sometimes it's hard to see it. But when you have a friend that's free in the moment and they can help reflect back to you, you know, just a clue that might help you see, oh my gosh, I was so in bondage that way. It's not even real. It's, I, you know, I'm much freer than I realized. Yeah. <laughs> No, amen. And um, I mean, I feel like that flows perfectly into my request for you to let people know how they can find you. And, um, you know, if there's any more specific way that you, you mentioned, like there's things that um, people could, you, you could help people with. And so like anybody listening who's interested in learning more um, or even taking you up on some kind of practice or um, session, where can they find you? Yeah, I'm um, right now. I I'm on, unfortunately, still on some of the social media platforms like Instagram. Um, but that's, that's where we met. met. So, again, so we'll take it. It's not evil in and of itself. We're um, using it for good. Like anything yes. else, you know. So I'm really grateful that I met you there, Maddie. And um, so on Instagram, I'm Tamara Lee Standard, um, and uh, that's my my name. And yeah, I decided to just use my name. So if they come round me up, you'll you'll know. I'll know. <laughs> like, but you know, but. Uh, but I also have my business on there as Modern Mystic Medicine, mm -hmm. and um, I decided to label it medicine rather than yoga because I feel like yoga has lost some of its meaning. And um, to me, yoga is union with ultimate reality. And uh, so Modern Mystic Medicine, I said in terms of it's medicine that we need right now to work out our own relationship with ultimate reality. And so we're all really mystics. If you're willing to step outside of the dogma of, you know, a lot of uh, religions and things and not there's anything wrong with them. If that works for anybody, that's great. And I totally so celebrate mm -hmm. it. Um, I just also like to help people create their own sadhana, their own discipline and practice to, um, to feel connected to their sources. They understand it. And 
Um, so anyway, Modern Mystic Medicine is on Instagram and also Facebook for now. I'm working on a website, the Modern Mystic Very Medicine. Very nice. Um, as, as I'm sharing this with you, so this is kind of cool. It hasn't been fully published yet, but if you follow me on Instagram, I will announce all that. Okay. And we can uh, message there for now. Um, and I, yeah, I do Zoom classes. So if anybody wants to join, they can send me a message over um, either of those venues and and I'll give you the Zoom codes and uh, you can join the class and maybe I'll see some of you at Jackalope if anybody's going in Northern Arizona, Freedom Festival, probably the only one happening this year Yeah, um, because it's on BLM land and in BLM land, the cool thing about that is uh, you don't, you can camp there for two weeks without um, needing to move your site. So unlike National Park Service land or Forest Service land, um, Bureau of Land Management is uh that's where like people cattle ranchers will send their cows you know out you know to roam and they'll you know cross that land and then come back onto their own property it's kind of an interesting land anyway so whatever it's a little more free in the united states is one area you can go and just have a gathering now we'll see if they try to do anything i, I hope they don't yeah, but, um, I have not. but it's been going on for eight years this will be the ninth year it's my first year going to it i'm excited there's a great woman who founded it named alma and um and so I'm glad that she had the vision to do this because I think this year it's going to be really important for free thinkers to gather in a place and um, talk about everything that's going on and build new networks that might be able to be underground. Honestly, <laughs> you yeah. Know, until, you know, because I mean, food shortages could be coming. I don't know what's going to happen, but I just really feel like we need to be aware and preparing together with networks of people that um, are free and longing to stay free and continue to create uh, maybe uh, somehow a world that we could live <laughs> voluntarily, you know, and um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to stay hopeful, <laughs> but yeah. No, I think um, we have so to. I hope to see, I hope to see some folks there and yeah. And, and I hope that, yeah, I hope to meet some more, you know, like minds. It's really, I'm all about that. So yeah, I'm happy to trade too and barter with people. So. Love a good barter. Good I mean, um, I was thinking about, agorism uh as we were talking and it's just like you know how um i mentioned that ooh, i mentioned that in some ways the state posed as um impediment from me teaching and how good it was for me to teach like for that for them to you know i i could play i could play the game i could play the system but also like i don't like it so why would i give um credence to it um but you know so figuring out um Figuring out our way around the system a bit, I fully encourage because all we're doing is empowering, um, empowering each other to, in order to empower ourselves, which I know, you know, the big, big men up there and, uh, they wouldn't, the world makers, I think, uh, as Monica Perez might've called it last week when we were talking to her world makers, world shapers, either way, like people that obviously can make the world move, um, they don't want us to be independent minded or independent in any way. Um, but you know what they'll never take from us unless we let them is our minds. And so, you know, uh, yoga is a good way to keep it intact. If you, if you have it, keep it intact. And if you don't have it, it's a really great Avenue in order to find it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Well, I hope, yeah, you get to teach again soon and, and uh, we'll see, you know, just, <laughs> but yeah, because I know what you mean. It's very healing and yep. I, it's a beautiful to be in the role of the teacher. It's like a great, uh, to me, I feel like it's a really high place to be. And I feel deeply honored because I access wisdom that I don't even normally access. 
unless I'm in that world, unless sure. people trust me in that way, all of a sudden I'm sharing things that I'm thinking, that's amazing. Where did that come from? You know, and it wasn't from me, but it's because I surrendered my ego for a moment and allowed the teaching to pour through. And uh, it's so healing. So for everybody involved. So yeah, I think that we're going to, we're going to build this society, you know, I mean, it's happening. I'm doing yep. it right now. Yep. You're doing it. We're having this conversation. So it is happening and maybe just actually acknowledging that more too will help see, make it seem real. I think that's a good you point. Know? You know, like we're not doing nothing. We are doing yeah. something and we're doing more every day. So, you know, it's, it has to be done in order to create the society that we'd like to have, but who knows how long or what would stand in our way. Um, well, we have to start by talking about it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again for coming on. Um, if you want to send me any links, I'll post them in our show notes so anybody listening can find you more easily. But again, find her on Tamara Lee Standard Instagram. That's how I found her. This is it's the best way for now. This I is also it. have Steam it, you know, I'm yeah. in the parlor, but yeah, I'll send you the links. Thank you so much, Maddie. Voluntary vinyasa, Woo! awesome. Yep. <laughs> yep. Still, uh, still holding strong, even if I'm not practicing yoga as much. My name stands true. Voluntary vinyasa. It's supposed to be, um, you know, yoga as you find it works for yourself, and it's supposed to be different for everybody, as everything else in life is. So. Thank you for supporting that for me too. And thanks for listening and inviting me on. Absolutely. I look forward to talking again sometime. Hopefully. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to have that part two. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.